0: wonderful people welcome back to elise Connor. it's still elizabeth um today i'd like to talk about a very important topic love 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 so that's what i'm going to talk about today love first like i usually do we're going to check for the dictionary meaning of love according to the dictionary what does love mean what does the dictionary define love as then we'll go into the scriptures to define love okay so the dictionary defines love as strong affection strong affection another definition says a feeling of care and mercy towards people or living beings in general so i think i'll just go with those two because the rest i have to do with love as in to have a strong affection that's all that it talks about so that's what love means to have a strong affection but according to the bible what does love mean we are going to define love from two very lovely scriptures of the bible two very lovely scriptures we we'll go to um john chapter 3 john 3 16. I'm sure it's uh, like everybody knows what that verse or what that yeah what that scripture talks about but we'll be reading I'll be reading from the King James Version John chapter 3 verse 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life Okay, then we'll be reading also the book of Corinthians. Okay, let's read this John three sixteen and seventeen, please. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Seventeen it says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So God loves the world that he gave us, his son, Jesus Christ. He loved us, then he gave unto us. Why did he give us Jesus? So that we wouldn't perish. We were sinners. Then according to the law, like under the law, sinners should perish, sinners should die. That's what the law says. But the love of God appears. Even though we were sinners and we should have died or perished, God's love appeared. And gave us something, gave us somebody else to take our place. That is, it shows to me that sometimes love cannot be, may not be rational. Like cannot rationalize actions um, backed by love. You know what others would see as um, uh, it doesn't make sense. How can he do that? How can he do this? People might not make sense of it. They may not be able to rationalize why you did some things. But because of love, God's love has shed a blood in our hearts. Because of God's love, you do some things that might not be... What God did is not rational to you. I mean, see people that sinned. People sinned. Let them bear the consequence for their sin. I said, no. He didn't give his son. One person, Jesus, bought the sin of the whole world. Is that rational to you? Like... I have children now, they sinned, they, uh, all of them I should flog them, mm-hmm. then the first child I did not say, mom, let me take their place, give, punish me instead of them. It's not rational, so sometimes the action that love produces might not be rational, might not be popular, might not be common, might not be what is common, what everyone is doing. That's what love is, love might not be common, love might not be rational. Love does sometimes the contrary of what the world would expect. For God's soul of the world. Okay, so, in answer, it goes for that. Verse 17 says, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That is, in God's love, he did not now send his son to say, see, my son is blameless, he's sinless, he has not committed sin, he's blameless, he's sinless, you are the sinners. No, his son came to f- save. That is the love of God that has been shown to you and I. His son came to save. His son did not come to condemn and say, you, your own sin. If you begin to measure it now, from now to tomorrow, we cannot finish you. He did not come to condemn and say, ah, you try. You try Share your sin is too much. He did not come to do that. He rather came to save. So, God's love does not condemn, God's love is not condemning, it's not condemnatory, it's rather saving, His love is saving, His love offers salvation. So when somebody says they love you or when you claim to love somebody, look at it, are you always condemning that person? I always saying that's how you did yesterday, that's how you did yesterday. You are too forgetful. You are too always condemning, always finding faults with this person. Love causes a multitude of sins, you know, as the book of Proverbs says. So if you claim to love someone and you're always bringing out faults, always condemning the person, you did this, you did that, are you truly showing love to that person? Are you truly showing love? Should love someone if you claim to love someone, as God should love to us and said He brought His Son to the world to save us. We sinned. We should have died, but He gave His Son instead of us. And when His Son came, His Son did not come to condemn. During the time that His Son was, His Son was, um, in the world, present in the world. Then His Son came to save. Sinners, people that people, uh, people of the world then would have the Pharisees would have seen us, sinners. Seen us. So deep in sin, he, he, he brought them close. He, he, he dined with the tax collectors, not just because he wanted to hit with them, but because he wanted to save them. People that were seen as sinners, that were condemned. You know, condemned. Those are people that he drew clothes and he brought close to himself and saved. The tax collectors, Zacchaeus, Matthew, the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, you know, the woman that had, had five husbands, that he spoke to at the well of Sika. You know, these are some of the people that these are some of examples of out of many that Jesus drew close to himself. When he was now that he's no longer here, we have the spirit dwelling in us and this spirit also does not condemn whenever you feel condemned in your heart you know that that's not god that's not god's spirit and whenever you also condemn somebody else like another person whenever you condemn somebody else, you always do this you that. know that you're not acting in love you are not acting in love towards that person you're not showing love to that person whenever you are, because the god spirit in your heart that shares the love of God in your heart does not condemn. So you cannot be condemnatory and say you're walking in love. No, you are it. God's love is not condemnatory. God's love is saving. It's accepting. Not accepting like, uh, keep on accepting evil. No, but accepting with in, in view of saving the person from that thing, you know. Not accepting just to accept all kind of rubbish, you know, but accepting to save. That's what God's love is. So, the second scriptures that I'm going to be reading is the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 1. There's something about the scriptures. Eh? I used to read this. Like, I even did, we even did, there's a time we did something in church. I can't remember now. I'm trying to remember the exact um, program that we did now. Okay. I think it was a youth program. And a theme, like a theme for that year was love. And the Bible reading was. Taken from the book of 1 Corinthians 13, like I memorized the entire chapter. Upon memorizing everything, I still was not working in love. I just memorized and said, love does not love and I said everything and I was awarded the prize. But at the end I still was not working in love. Until God opened my eyes to see what love truly meant. First Corinthians, it still continually open, It continually opens my mind now though. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not charity, which is still love, and become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal, and though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and I have not love, I'm going to be imputing love inside charity, you know, I am nothing the third verse says and though i bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though i give my body to be burned and have no charity sorry love it profited me nothing okay so i deliberately took those three um verses together because they have like they are linked the first one talks about you know having the gift of tongues speaking tongues of men and of angels that is someone that speaks of angels. when you must have seen god now that is though you're highly spiritual and, and, cracker, 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 and you are always and i don't have love you see you're just making noise empty barrel. that's what you are Noise maker sorry i'm not calling you an empty barrel, but that's what the person is the second verse says that though i have the gift of prophecy i have gifts look at it to prophecy you know all mysteries you have knowledge you have faith. Look at how many gifts that this person has. And if you don't have love and you have move mountains and you don't have love, it says you are nothing. All of those gifts cannot be classed as anything. Nothing. That's what God sees. Those gifts are. vanity, Nothing. Not. Null and void. I'm trying to remember another word now. Nothing. That's just what you are what the person he is. Let me not direct that anybody now. And the third verse says that and though I give all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be that is even though you are spiritual, you give you observe all the spiritual nuances of your of say you give you tithe. You give offerings. What other spiritual things we do now. You give offerings, you give tithe. Um, we serve in church. If you do all of this things, and you don't have love, it says it will profit you nothing. There is nothing that you can get from it. So it shows you that you can be, if you are, if you are an acclaimed Christian, that serves in church, that has gifts of the spirit, and that um, observes all spiritual, um, say, spiritual. Ordinances of your or laws, you know, and you don't have love. That you can do all this, that have all this, things and that still not love people. And if you don't have love, you are nothing, it's nothing, you are just a noisemaker. Nothing, nothing. That's what you are, that's what the Bible sees us as. So that shows to me like love is the most important thing in the world, not your gifts. Your gifts matter, they do, because it helps people. It, Conveys the mind of God to people. That is if you have the gift of prophecy, knowledge, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, it conveys the mind of God to people, and all of that. If you observe spiritual ordinances, you give, you tithe, you serve in church, all these are good. But the Bible classifies everything as rubbish, as dung, as nothing, if you don't love. This shows that this shows us that love is the most important thing. Love is what counts. So those actions that you do, the giving that you do, that you observe, the spiritual ordinances that you observe, the things that you do, if you, they are not backed by love. They are dung before God, nothing. God does not even see them. He says even if you speak all the languages of heaven and earth, if you speak 15 languages, if you can speak the languages of angels that no man has ever heard, and you don't love, you still are nothing you yeah, are just a noise maker, empty barrel making noise if all of your giftings all of your givings all of your service to god and to man is not backed by love god does not see it it is not acceptable <sighs> It is not acceptable. How can you know that these things are backed by love? But you are not doing it for yourself alone. The person who loves gives. the person who loves sacrifices, the person who loves is not con- concerned about him he or herself alone. That person is concerned about others. So God does not classify all that you do as anything valid if you are not backed by love. If they are not backed by love, so how can you know if your actions are backed by love? If they are sacrificial? You don't give when it's convenient for you alone. You give as led by the Spirit of God that has shared His love abroad in your heart. You give according to that gift that you say you have, the gifts of prophecy, the gift of word of uh, wisdom, knowledge, and all of that. You use them as led by the Spirit, not only when you feel like, not only when you're feeling good. That tongues that you say you have, it's not like it's not that you have been that you have been gifted with by God. It's not only when you see people or when you want to show off like that it starts blah, 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 How about when no one is there and you want to intercede for the bread intercede for people who are in need or in one problem or the other. So we'll go further. And as we go further, I'll, say, I'll tell a story behind this First Corinthians 13. Okay, it says now, verse 4, charity, love. I'm going to be um, Exchanging charity for love now. Love suffers long and is kind Some people, especially in this book generation that we are in, people cannot endure They cannot suffer long, like they cannot tolerate one small thing ah, Not all, because it's feminism and everything in town. People cannot tolerate like, are even be telling, ah, there our mothers those days that I enjoy those, those things. We are living in a misogynistic, uh, um, what's it called now, misogynistic um, gen- um, generation. We are living in a generation where it doesn't favour women. Women don't do this thing, women don't do that thing. People cannot just tolerate each other. Things that ordinarily in the past, People will bear with other people. They can no longer bear. They will tell you this generation does not favor women. This world that we are in does not favor women. They can, so they do, cannot abide any small vinegars. Love suffers long. That's what the Bible says. So people cannot bear with their brethren, with their friend, with their colleague in the office. They cannot start. Eh, I don't take nonsense. So I used to be that way too. I don't take shit. You can't, you can't try it with me. They can know if I try it. You can't take shit. You can't take nonsense. Love suffers long. Love takes shit. Love takes nonsense. They said love is kind. It's kind towards other people. You know, the thing is, when you say you can't take shit, you can't take nonsense. You see that the, the Bible puts that one like this James version puts that love of so us longer and is kind together if you're saying you can't take shit you can't take contents. the way you give it to that person you don't want to take shit from it you can never be kind about it there's no way you want to talk about it you can never be kind as the truth like for example, somebody steps on your foot and says, eh, I don't take shit, I don't take process. Ah, oh, can you step on my shit? My most expensive shit. You have, you, there's no way you can not take shit and you cannot endure and you think that you'll be able to say kind words to that person. No way, no way. It's when you can endure and you can suffer long, that longer that you are able to now be kind to people. But when you cannot suffer long, there's no way you cannot suffer long you say you you cannot endure things, you cannot tolerate people, then you're not saying you be kind. You can't be kind to of people. It's the truth. If you are kind, it's a one-off thing. It cannot be your lifestyle, it cannot be what you do every day, every time. I, I can't take shit I can't take. If you cannot take shit, you, you want to give it to those people. How will you give it? How will you give it? You will give it to the person ought, ought, and i have given it odd. Um, you're not kind, that's the truth. You can't be kind, when you're hungry You've been giving it to person, hot, 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 until what? You, see, you, 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 you bruise people, you wound people's emotions. So it goes on for that to say, Love envies not, love rounded not itself, it's not puffed up. Okay, I think this is where we are going to move to another version because I need us to get the understanding, real understanding. Of what we are gonna be saying, so I'm going to another fashion. So, as I there's nobody you can want to be kind, like, and you know, you say you are kind, and you you are not, and then you say you cannot take nonsense. People that usually cannot take nonsense hmm. are people that cannot be kind. That's the truth. Because there's no way they will be able to take it and they will be able to say it to people nicely or give it to people nicely. They will give it to people hot. And as it's hot, it can burn people. You can end up burning people. You burn them and people don't forget things like that in a hurry. They don't. You scarred them. card people which is wrong so i'm going to be moving to um i think easy to read version okay, as we go to that verse for now the latter part that one is saying it does not want text itself i want people to understand what we are saying I, so um uh-huh, so i'm moving to the easy to read version. It says, love is patience, that is, you have to to patiently take things, verse 4, love is patient and kind. You see, patient and kind goes, if you are not, if you are impatient, you cannot be kind. This is simple truth, I, this is something that, this is something I have been before, that's why I can say it categorically like this, I can be very honest, because, I you used to be very impatient, I can't, I, I can't, I can't stand nonsense, I don't have time. I'll tell people, there's no time. There's no time for this kind of nonsense, I don't have time. And there's no way you, you won't be able to take nonsense, you'll be impatient and you'll be kind, because you are odd, 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 odd and you want to give it to people the same way. You don't sieve your words, you don't filter them, you just keep it raw. And you hurt people, why you give it to people raw like that? Okay, it goes for that, say, love is not jealous, it does not brag, and it is not proud. Love is not jealous. Love is not jealous of other people's achievements. You don't say like making it, you don't say like growing bigger. You are saying, hmm, me that I've been here, but this is, I did not make it. I did not do That is not love. If you love people, you are happy for them when they succeed. You are happy for them. And it's in the happiness that you also can be happy. But being envious of them and saying, hmm, it's me that I gave him the money to start that business. So it's me that doesn't, it. turn on mm. That's not love. So next time you want to, you want to, that envy, you to keep in, look at it. Go back to the word of God. Look at that character through the word. If you try it, is this in love? Because I'm say, love does not black. I don't have pay you, good things. I don't do this. You do something for somebody and the whole world knows it that you did it. What's the essence? Even God I gave His only son for you. How many people did He announce it to? You know, it does it does not brag. You don't have to brag. God does t- like provides for your needs on daily basis. How many people does He announce it to? And it's not proud. It's hmm. on pride and bragging like they are tied together. There's this word I even heard. I heard it about some years ago. I be some years back. Mm. Humble brag. Some people, eh, they will not brag, but they will act like they are not bragging, but they are bragging. You know, There's this is where they do. They only brag about things, so you will not really know that they are bragging until it's them that nobody tells that they are bragging. Until you really check, that's you know that these people are truly bragging. All these things are right, bright, bright You want to show off. You want people to know that you are the one behind it. You want people to know you are the brain behind the work. Always, you don't want to work whenever you are split two things with people. You always want to take the shine. Let them know, ah, I gave them this idea. I did this. Thing. When you all as a team should take the glory, we did it. We made it happen. If people would so let them be the one talking and saying, ah, she's the one that even gave us an Let it not be out of your own mouth. Because what will it profit you? Even truly, but have given an idea. I'm sure that somebody on that team must have contributed something to your idea. So it is not all of your works. And even if it is all of your brain, God gave that brain to you. So what is it? Life is not that hard. Calm down. Then this 5 is where I'm going to tell my story. Love is not rude. It's not selfish. And it cannot be made angry easily. Bam. So there was this time. I think I shared the story on my, on this podcast before. There was this time I... Something happened to my workplace. My former workplace. I no longer work there. My former workplace, I... Um, okay. We had some events that we were doing and I was like in charge of some of the things that we had to handle during, before and after this adventure. So I was busy also as I was praying for school exams too. I was going to school part-time. So I, I was doing this and I was also working. And I had, like, before I had given my timetable to the HR before, like, upfronts. So there would be no excuses, so there would be no we didn't, we didn't tell us. I didn't want there to be a um, an hindrance to my academics and the exams that I was to take. So I put everything before the HR lab. I didn't want there to be any error. So the, the thing was in such a way that we are going to be ending our event, like the day we are going to be ending our event, we are going to end our event today, and the exam was going to take place tomorrow. It was that like it was a week long event, Monday through I think Tuesday through Sunday. Sunday we were still at work. I think we left the hotel where we had the last um, leg of the event around to twelve after in the night, and we got back to the office almost one p.m. By the time we got back to the office, we were were tired. Everyone didn't want to go back home again. Like it was late. I was saying that they would have locked the gate of my area and they would not let like there's already boldly in there. Because we had been attacked by robbers. Our gate is usually locked at eight PM. There's no excuse for it. So I said that to my boss and I expected that they would have um they would lodge us in a hotel at that time. my boss was like already in the office there's no need to go to hotel. okay my one of the admin was saying already in the office there's no need to go to hotel. let's just lie down here let's just sleep in the office i was so hungry like we've been walking throughout the day i'm going so i'm still going to sit down in the office and not like i won't be able to lie down i'll still sit down through the night like till the next day after all the stress had gone through and I lost it, I completely lost it, like I was so angry. See, too much of everything is wrong. When you are angry, just be angry. The Bible says, I think it says, be angry, but do not sin. Like, don't the sun go down on your anger. Be angry, but just for a while. Do not let your anger go for on. When your anger goes on, all that sin will happen or will creep in. When you are angry, you don't control that anger. When you don't have self-control, you don't have control over that anger, other things will happen, other sin you will commit. I was angry and I lost it and I did not want to hear it, I just kept on talking, and talking, and talking, and talking, and talking, and that was it, and my boss was, lying. and, and I should, we shall manage to sleep in the office, once it was morning, I carried my bag, I was going to my house, and my, um, one of the admin was telling us, so I go to the gym back to the office, I'm like me, the gym back to the office, I didn't even say what, I just carried my bag, I didn't let them know I was not coming back, Need I have an exam this morning by 9 a.m.? You to, so to come back to come and do what's now? And she was saying, Yeah, you don't necessarily have to come back eh, in the morning. Like at the normal resumption time, you can come back some other time. I said, Okay, I didn't say anything. I carried my back. I went home. There's, there's a reason I'm particularly sharing this story. I wanted to let you know the things that hurt me and that I saw as unforgivable and that made me hold a grudge against my employers then so I went back home and I went back home and I slept and I like me I switched off my phone I'm not going anywhere nobody can carry me anywhere and I slept as I slept I woke up the next day was it the next door in the evening to lots of missed calls she didn't come back I mean, I think did I switch it over silence I'm not sure so they weren't able to reach me, and eventually they were able to reach me in the night, and they told me, be, you better come to the office tomorrow, we need you to do this, do this, do this. I'm like, okay, and I had a paper that morning, when I was to, like the next day, which was that morning, Tuesday, I went back to the office and I was told, why didn't you come back to the office? The boss was so hungry, and was this, I'm like, what's wrong with this? Why is he angry? People stressed me, they did a lot, and I had, I had an exam. The next day, and you still want to tell me to come to the office. I was called, though I was even called by one of my friends that the exam had been postponed. And it was because the exam was postponed that I went to the office. If it not, was not postponed. I had made up my mind I was not going to the office. And I'm like, people are not... And I went to the office. Nobody was asking me about my exam. Nobody was even concerned. They were only concerned about me doing all that I needed to do and all of that. And I was so angry and vexed. I'm like, I've given my time, my life to this company. In face of danger and and like you people are treating me like this, you know, I was so angry, I was so pissed, As I started to remember all the times when I almost left the office, Sometimes when I left the office 11pm and all that, I was so angry, just so pissed, I just didn't want to listen to reason, and I didn't stop to think that all those times I was talking about was even my party it wasn't. It was by God's grace. It was God that kept me when I went home eleven PM. It wasn't that preserved me. It wasn't me alone. That kept me when I had office money in my care for long and the money didn't go missing. I was accountable. Like all of the money I was trustworthy with the money and all that. I thought it was my fault. I just tried to say this because I was so angry. And eventually I left the office. I was angry. I said, I'm going to do my exam. you I just left with it in anger. My boss came like a uh, chairman, he too was so angry, he was so vexed with me. He talked and talked. I did not even say one word because I was angry. If I talked, I would have said personally. The then he said, Okay, I'm almost leaving now. Let's carry my bag. Wait for me to finish. I'm like, me, I can't wait though, I'm late. I have to go now. I'm late. I had an exam today. You could not ask me why I didn't bother to go to this exam. If this example had not postponed, would, would I would have, is this how I would have sat in the office when I had a paper at school? Now, it's almost 6 p.m. I have evening service in church. I'm going to church. Nobody will disturb me. I told the chairman to his face, I'm sorry, sir, but I cannot see it. I can't have my back and I left. And the next thing, like, the next morning, I got a mail. What was it? Suspension. I was suspended from work. <clears throat> I laughed. and like, are these people for me? Suspending. What did I do wrong? After all my time and money and effort, money, yes, because sometimes I would even actually borrow the company, money, comp- and the company, some of my money to do some things, of course, which I would eventually be reimbursed. But I was so hungry. I did not stop for a moment to think that all this that I was able to do because God helped me, it was not by my power. I did not stop to think. I was so hungry. When I was hungry, I sinned, I, 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 I was proud, cause I had to brag of some of my achievements and all of that. I was rude. I said some things and nasty. Some things I shouldn't have said to people. I said them out of anger. So many other things followed that anger. And my boss was like, and they sent me that. I saw the name I just called all my friends. Come and sit. Don't send to. Me. She just put it to me. She she helped me package another mail that had certain insults. You know, we certainly sort of insulted them. Put it there. Push everything. Sent it back on pay And the HR, she too was ready for me. She too she packaged it. I was say, And that's how we were going back and forth with males. It was not funny. Then one day I just woke up God I'm tired of this. You know me now. I don't even like to fight people. <laughs> really you know I was telling God. You don't even like to fight. I don't have the mind. Like and that's the truth. Ever since I, I became born again. Before it was easier for me to fight people. I would fight people and I would old is for long for months years even but since I became born again it was not easy for me to do that anymore it wasn't just easy i would do that and I will not be, I would not feel at peace I don't feel fine and I'll feel sick I would, like I'll be sick instantly then I thought, God you know I do like all these things I like, me I'm, tired. I'm tired I'm tired what can I do then I just started to pray in tongues and I was just praying songs. tongues I just prayed in tongues for long and I was directed to the book of 1st Corinthians chapter 13 and this is how I got to read it. And I was ready to start from verse 5. Love is not rude. It's not selfish. It cannot be made angry easily. It? it does not even when want come against it. And he just kept on reading everything. And he was not telling me, okay, in your attitude so to these people, were you rude? Heavens <laughs> know that I was rude. And I said, yes. Were you proud? I said, yes. Were you selfish? Yeah, I, I decided to list like it was just so. So he said, sure you see. And I'm like, and I thought to myself, wow. I was all of this and more. You know, and Holy Spirit did not help me to remember those odds and those things. He did not let me remember those odds and like, be like, there was one that offended me. They offended me, but I was an offender myself. And then he told me, give me a so He just told me, your boss is online right now, chatting, He's telling me I'm sorry. We'll call you back. And when I opened, uh, when I switched on my data, checked on my boss's WhatsApp, it was online, too. I just chatted him, hello, sir. I truly her, for what happened, and I was like, no problem. And I was like, okay, you can resume work tomorrow. That was it. Like, even without the headchild. When I go out to the office, the headchild was mad. <laughs> she was mad, like, like a bee. If you go to a honestly, honest you go and look for their trouble. That was how she was One, She just kept on talking. Me, I just kept quiet. But I knew God had fought my bad shoes. I just kept a shot. Like, so people be going behind the back to go to the chairman. So they be thinking they are the chairman's favourites. They are the chairman speaking. I, I don't think they are doing, I think myself, I think what happened to. So I didn't want to go back to Pat. I just ignore that. I was just laughing. You know? And instead, you got us fought for me for that. Susan, And there was peace. And my boss forgot everything. Maximum one week. He was angry. He, was, he, 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 he would ignore me. He would not talk to me. He would send all that people to things that correspondences that we should go through. Me, they would ignore me and all of that. But eventually, I think he lasted all for lasted for I think a weekend. That was it i'm going to be ending today's podcast here i'm sure there's going to be a part two for this because the chatter still goes on and on and on i'm going to be stopping and va- verse five love is not rude it is not selfish and it cannot be made angry easily love does not remember wrongs don't believe it bless you i hope you've been blessed so far i have been blessed <sighs> if you've been blessed so far and you like to comment you like to give feedback you like to feature in the podcast. can send me a mail at E-L-E-E-S-A-A-D-E29 at gmail.com, E-L-E-S-A-A-D-E29 at gmail.com, I'll go once again, E-L-E-E-S-A-A-D-E29 at gmail.com, you can reach out to me on WhatsApp and Telegram using this number. Plus two three four eight zero nine one five one F zero eight eight plus two three four eight zero nine one five one five zero eight eight or you can check up on Facebook Elizabeth Addict Way Twitter at joining through one Instagram at joining through one at joining through one is at J O U R N E Y I N G T H R U Figure One I think that's all about the places you can chat me up and reach out to me. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you and God bless you. Till we meet again. Bye.